0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Welcome to Picks and Parlays. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, this beautiful January the 7th, 2020. It's not just the seventh day of the new year. It's also Liberian Pioneers Day, a day we all celebrate uh, with a lot of alcohol around here at the Picks and Parley studios. Great to be with you. We have a lot of sports to get to today, and we are joined by some of our absolute best handicappers that we could find, at least the ones that were sober. So stay tuned. We're going to cover a little bit of everything AFC playoffs with Joe Duffy. Unfortunately, Sean Duffy was not available today, so we've got the understudy. Joe will be joining us, but the Duff man, whether it's Joe or Sean, he's here with us to talk Titans-Ravens, Texans-Chiefs, then some NBA with the Triple B himself, bookie Blaster Brown, Tony Brown. We're going to talk NBA basketball, Timberwolves, Grizzlies, Blazers, Raptors, Knicks, Lakers, and the Pistons, Cavs. And finally, if we're talking basketball, let's do some college basketball as well. Who better than Tony? Comandante El Tigre Teles, joins us. To talk college basketball, Kentucky, Georgia, Villanova, Creighton, Ohio State, Maryland, and Baylor, Texas Tech, Uh, we've got three of the big things, Big East, Big 12, Big This, Big That, and of course, an SEC thrown in as well. That's what we're going to cover today. Of course, you can find us live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific. And we do stream live throughout the day on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We hope you will join us on a regular basis. It's good news for your wallet. I promise you that. Look, if you want to participate in the show, we'd love to hear from you as well. And you can do that. Just fill in the comment section on any one of those social media platforms and we'll see it here in the studio and we will put it up on the screen and I will do my best to incorporate your pithy and clever comment into the show. All right, that's what we got on the table today. Once again, picksandparleys.net. We got a ton of free picks up there for you, and our expert picks are plenty. We do have a special offer through Friday. It's our yearly pass. Any capper, all their picks throughout the year, 9 dollars And if you want to throw in another capper there, you can get two cappers for $14.99. This special, only good until Friday. So do yourself a favor and move right along and take full advantage of it. All right, I'm going to step aside, take a break, gather my thoughts. Be right back with Joe Duffy. Welcome back to the show, Picks and Parlays. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Twitter me, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. I I promise you today I'm not going to talk FA Cup soccer with you, so don't worry. Let's talk AFC playoffs. Let's bring in our special guest, star handicapper. Well, oh, the star handicapper couldn't make it today. Oh, Joe Duffy. Ha! Welcome to the show, Joe.
2: Yeah, I'm not as nice of a bloke as my uh, brother Sean Duffy, but, you know, what the heck, uh, my picks are certainly not rubbish. Uh, Sean likes to bet them, so we're going to have some winners for you.
1: All right, well, we certainly are. Let's start. We're talking about the AFC playoffs. Let's go with the Saturday game, shall we? Uh, Joe, a.k.a. Sean, a.k.a. Joe. The identical twins. Hard to tell you apart, that's for sure. Uh, Titans, Ravens. The Titans, 10-7, and 10-7 against the spread. This is the big... After that big wild card win over the Patriots, and we can talk about that briefly too. Uh, three wide receivers though out for the Titans: Adam Humphreys, uh, Khalif Raymond, and Cody Hollister. Plus, Jaden Brown is Jaden Brown is out. I don't know what the effect that's going to have, but you're the expert. You'll tell me. And uh, the Ravens, 14 and two, 10-5 and one against the spread, class of the league, obviously. Uh, had a nice week's rest. They had a nice drink. Spent some time with the family. Went to the movies. Uh, Earl Thomas and Mark Ingram, they spent nice time with the families. They're recovered. They're going to be probable for this game. Uh, First in scoring, first in rushing, most time on the field. Nine-point favorites, 47 points. Uh, Joe, Sean, whatever your name. Duffy, take it away.
2: Yeah, not only am I often confused with Sean, but Brad Pitt and I have that same problem. We're confused with each other all the time. Um, Anytime you have a big underdog In the playoffs, that has at least two more losses as a favorite on the year, which, again, fits into that term that we like to use, regression to the mean, where, you know, the Titans probably should have had a couple more wins. But teams like that do pretty well in the playoffs at a 58-23-2 and rate. And, again, that would benefit the Titans. Also, going against teams that have a margin of plus 11.5 or better, a scoring margin or better, 24 and nine in the postseason so in other words these teams that had dominant seasons and it would of course include um you know if this were the next round of the playoffs it would include their season today. The would include whatever playoff games they played in this case of course not the ravens haven't played any but essentially dominant teams are a pretty good go against in the postseason you're almost always going to be uh, laying a big number and of course you're going to be uh an underdog with a pretty quality team i'm still again Ryan Tannehill, I'm just not totally sold on him. Look, his numbers have been phenomenal, completed more than 70% of his passes for over 2,700 yards in 11 regular season games, 22 touchdown passes, four rushing touchdowns, only six interceptions. I mean, yeah, maybe shades of Trent Dilfer, where an underachieving quarterback had a career year and led his team to the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but still, all in all, you know, Tannehill's not a guy I want to die on the hill with. But what I always say, again, handicapping totals, much more about pace with uh, Jackson having the two weeks off. Of course, he was rested last week in the regular season and didn't play in the wild card round. He is going to be off and running. Literally. I also think it makes sense. Yeah, I know I'm a little bit worried about Travis Henry carrying the ball. I think it was 34 times, maybe 37 times. He carried the ball a ton of times. I think it was 34 times. Will he be beat up a little bit still? I can see both of these teams running the ball. Obviously, the Ravens in no small part with their quarterback. So I do think with a fairly high total, I uh, like this game to go under the total.
1: Under 47 it is. And, of course, the Titans going to be on a bit of a roll, shall we say. Emotional high, no doubt. Yeah. Very quick, though. Talk about the Patriots for a second, of course, the big discussion, you know. Is Tom Brady going to stay or go? Is he going to retire? Seems like he's going to go somewhere else, and he's not going to retire, but we'll wait and see. But, you know, I ask you this question, because I'm a, I'm a firm believer that, you know, one player doesn't make a team, um, at least in this sport. Gronkowski plays? Different result? Question mark?
2: Yeah, no question. Uh, Gronkowski is an enormously important player. Uh, well, that one player, though, was Tom Brady. I take on Brady is every bit... As great as uh, you, that everyone says he is. Remember, three weeks ago, everyone's talking about this was the greatest defense that New England ever had. And I kept saying, look, I'm not counting Tom Brady out. I think the Tom Brady could return for the playoffs. But if he doesn't, I don't care how good their defense is, they're not going to go uh, deep into the playoffs without the old Tom Brady uh, coming back. Of course, yeah. yeah, Gronkowski be the second most valuable player. To, to say he wouldn't have made uh, any difference would be Idiotic. Of course he does, but I still think the number one reason that New England lost was because Tom Brady may, may finally, uh, age might finally be coming, uh, catching up to him. Not to say I would bet against him having a bounce back year next year, but I'm now starting to think that Brady's best years are totally behind
1: him. As we say, past his sell by date. I've been saying that all along. All right. Uh, Houston, Texas, Kansas City Chiefs. This uh, is the Sunday game. uh, the Texans 11 and six, eight, 8 and one against the spread. They held off the Bills to win the wild card game. By the way, I'm not sure they won that game or the Bills lost it. I mean, that was some of the worst yeah. play calling I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Jonathan Joseph, Will Fuller, Jordan Akins, all doubtful. They're seven and three in the last ten. The Chiefs. This is a tough ask for the for the Texans. The Chiefs 12 and four, 11 and five against the spread. The eight and two. And the last 10, uh, the last one was beating the Chargers, but I think everyone was taking a taking a knee for that game, at least the important players. Uh, five and three straight up against the spread at home. Second in yardage per play. Fourth in scoring. Nine and a half point favorites. Uh, bigger spread here for the Chiefs than there is for the uh, Ravens. Total of 50. Yeah, there was some terrible play calling. I, I had even said on
2: Twitter, I was shocked that I didn't hear the announcers even address it. I was no surprised not that many people on Twitter were talking. I, Buffalo, I thought, should have punted the ball on fourth down and 23, and they would have had better field position when yeah. they got the ball back. They maybe could have gotten a touchdown. Not that I couldn't believe. Uh, not that many people were questioning. And, I, you know, I, they seem to have been uh, playing for the win at the end when I thought they could have gotten better field goal position, but they send in to overtime anyway. But let's get to this game. Uh, playoff home teams off of a bye and a win under specific circumstances. A little bit of a surprise. I know way back when I got started in this business, um, it was good to bet on teams off of a bye. No more. Teams off a of bye and off of a win are actually a pretty good go against at 14 and one to go against. Uh that would apply to the Texans. However, uh big home favorites, despite splits saying they're better on the road. Now, this is regular season and postseason combined. Uh the Chiefs are good. The Chiefs have actually been slightly better on the road, but it says to go with them at home because yeah. those splits, splits rarely. Hold up so that would yeah. favor kansas city
1: they're only five uh, and three at home uh, both straight up and against the right. spread so your points will taken
2: yes correct correct but
1: don't don't outthink yourself is what my computer says um yeah. teams
2: here's a big one though teams in playoff free same season revenge in the playoffs are 67 and 48 including 6 and 0 when laying nine or more and winning by an average of 32.5 to 16 points However, I got to say that overall, that original, the master angle that's 67 and 48, slowed down a little bit since 2014, just 14, 16, and 2. Uh, teams that are off a playoff comeback after trailing by 14 or more, are actually a pretty good fade of 56 and 47. So w- will there be a letdown? The computer says there has been 57 and 46. Again, fade that team. So that would say to go with Kansas City. But all in all, Andy Reid, what's the criticism against him? He gets the lead. He's aggressive early. If he gets the lead, he gets very conservative late in the playoffs. That's why I think Kansas City is going to be very aggressive early, and I do like the over nine and a half in the first quarter.
1: Wow. Okay. Uh, This is a very tough ask, I think, for the Texans. I mean, you know, I've been saying this uh, for the last few weeks. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs, they're kind of – gone under the, I mean, under the radar a little bit as everyone looks at the the Ravens and swoons about them. But this Chiefs team's a good team.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, Mahomes, uh, since the injury, wasn't quite as dominant as he was before the uh, injury. And I think that's one of the reasons. uh, And we've seen a lot of quarterbacks, you know, coming back from an injury, haven't been as good before. It comes down, it does. It really comes down to Pat Mahomes. If, you know, the the Mahomes is back pre-injury, then Kansas City, I think, would actually be the favorites, but we'll probably get a big answer to that question this weekend. Yeah, if Mahomes has a spectacular um, weekend, I would say that I would actually make Kansas City the favorite to win it, although they would have to go on the road, assuming Baltimore wins. But Kansas City is loaded. It all comes down to, you know, is Mahomes fully back?
1: All right. Joe Duffy, you've done well standing in for your brother, Sean. Identical twins. Joe. We'll see you at picksandparleys.net. And right now, you can get Joe's picks for the entire year for $9.99. Picksandparleys.net. And if you want to add Joe and say, it's Tony T or anyone else, it's only $14.99 for two cappers for the whole year. All right, I'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the show, Picks and Parlays, here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter. Twitter me. Twatter me. Send me a note. Nick Eber. N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Great to be with you. Well, that was an interesting discussion we had in the last segment with Joe Duffy about the AFC playoff coming up this weekend. But now let's turn our attention to some NBA basketball, and let's bring on in our very own NBA handicapper, the expert man himself, Triple B, Bookie, Blaster Brown, Tony Brown. Welcome to the show. was the New Year, my friend? How are you celebrating Good. this Liberian Pioneers Day? I'm a little disappointed, man. I thought Sean Duffy would be here. I don't know where he went. I think he's still hung over from the holidays, to be fair. No worries. Uh, You're having a good Liberian uh, Pioneers Day today?
3: Almost. I'm just waiting to finish this segment, and I'm going to get stone drunk and celebrate the Liberian Pioneers Day.
1: Well, good, because I'm already stone drunk, so let's get on with it, shall we? NBA basketball, the topic today, Tony. Uh, We've got four games we've curated uh, for our listeners and viewers uh why don 't we start with the Detroit Pistons almost had the Lakers almost uh, then they didn't uh thirteen and twenty four for 21 and twelve against the spread uh they're two and eight in the last ten Just mentioned it they lost the last outing to the Lakers ninety nine to 106. 5 and fourteen straight up six eleven, and two against the spread away from home. Markeith Morris is doubtful with a foot injury uh you know that means he 's got athletes' foot uh they've gone over in six of the last eight. And the Cavs, 10-26, 14-20-2 against the spread, 4-6. They've lost the last four in a row most recently, losing to Minnesota. 6-13 straight up at home, 7-11 against the spread at home. Tristan Thompson out with an illness they have gone over in five of the last seven. And the Pistons are road favorites, uh, Triple B, 2.5 points, total at 2.15. How do you see this one?
3: Well, I mean, it's weird that people would even bet on this game, but people will, so I'm going to try to help them out. You got the Pistons with 13 wins. They're bad, but then you go from bad to worse. (laughs) The Cavs only have 10 wins, so it's like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The Cavs are on a four-game losing streak. Their best player is out. They have 10 wins. Only the Knicks are playing worse. I mean, the Pistons should be a road favorite, so I guess I'm going to go with the Pistons by
1: default only, though. Well, combined, these teams have less wins than the Raptors.
3: Literally, and then it's not even that. The injuries, not only is Tristan Thompson out for Cleveland, Blake Griffin is out for yeah. uh, the Pistons. But so he's it's out like, for a while. Mm-hmm.
1: That's why I didn't mention it. I mean, he's uh, on in, out indefinitely.
3: Right, that's what I'm saying. So you're not actually yep. picking who's going to win. You're picking who's going to lose, who's worse than this one. And I think the Cavs are just worse than the Pistons, so I would take them by the three points on the road.
1: All right, you got it. All right, uh Next up, let's talk about reasonably crappy teams. Let's move right along, shall we? Timberwolves at Grizzlies. <laughs> Here we go. The Wolves, 15, 14-21, and 15-18-2 and two against the spread. 4-6 in the last 10. They won the last two, however, so there is a light, a glimmer of hope for them, including uh, that win against the Cavs that we just mentioned, but everyone beats them. They're 9-10 straight up, 11-7-1 against the spread away from home. Carl Anthony Towns, Jake Lehman, they're out under in eight of the last 10 for the Wolves and the Grizzlies, 15 and 22, 18, 18 and one against the spread. Uh, five and five in the last 10, also won the last two in a row. I don't know what we're going to do with this one, Triple B. These two teams are hot, 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 hot. Okay, uh, seven and 12 straight up, nine and 10 against the spread at home, over in four of the last five. Uh, Grizzles, road favorite, oh, pardon me, home favorites at three points. And I know uh, you kind of like the other side of this one.
3: Well, you all, to be honest with you, I don't know. I might have changed my mind now. Like, I Uh, don't want to be wishy-washy. It's that
1: Liberian Independence Day, right? It makes you, Pioneer's Day, it makes you change your mind when you have some of that Fine a little bit ale. of that.
3: No, seriously, all seriousness aside, it's the, it's the exact same scenario as the last game. You're going from bad to worse. Minnesota has 14 wins. They're really bad. You know what I mean? But the Grizzlies have 15, so they're a little bit better than that. And then this one, I think it's more of a familiarity thing. Both of these teams are coming off two wins, but Memphis is coming off two upsets. They weren't supposed to win, and the Mi- Minnesota team, they were supposed to win their games. And they. Wait, owned. wait, wait,
1: wait, wait. If you got 12 wins on the season, you're supposed to win two games? I mean, they who were are they favored. playing? The uh, under-12s?
3: The Cavs and the Knicks, I guess, but they were favored in those games, so they won them. Meanwhile, yeah, Memphis the were underdogs in both games, and they came through as the dogs. They're at home, and they have owned the uh, Timberwolves in this series. They won 7 of 10 against the Timberwolves straight up, so... They got the home field advantage. They're coming off two upset wins. They're at home. And Carl Anthony Towns is the star player for Minnesota. I think I'm going to go with the home team in this one.
1: Yeah, he's not going to be going to Carl Anthony Towns because he's Right, he's not uh, going, and he's, he's that's their playing. biggest
3: star. So yep. I think I'll go with the home team in that one.
1: All right, uh, going to go with the home team. Go with the Grizzles, minus three. Do we have a total yes. on that one?
3: Uh, I didn't have the total on that one, but I I wouldn't look at that total with the star out. You don't know if they're going to be able to score more or if they're not even going to be able to put up a lot of buckets with their star player Right.
1: I doubt they could score in a brothel without those guys. Okay, Blazers at Raptors. Blazers 15-22, 14-21-2 against the spread. Another team that's, uh, shall we say, not so good. Four and six, the last 10. Lost to the Heat, 111-122 last outing. Uh, CJ McCollum's out with an illness. They're 7 and 13 straight up, 8 and 12. That's both away from home. And the Raptors, now finally we get a team with a record, shall we? 24 and 12, 21 and 15 against the spread. They cooled off a bit, though. 6 and 4 in the last 10. Uh, They did beat the Nets 121 to 102 last time out. 14 and 5 straight up, 12 and 7 against the spread when at home. Fred Van Fleet is out with a hamstring injury. Uh, Total under in four of the last five. I don't have a total on this one. I'm pretty sure you do. Uh, but we've got uh, the Raptors as a very marginal one-point favorite. It's almost a pick here against the Trailblazers. Am, am I reading this wrong? Okay. I think we lost Tony Brown. Is that right, Andrew? We did lose Tony. Okay. Well, that's what we have. We have Toronto minus one, another team that's uh, just not very good. Uh, and finally, we're going to move along to the Knicks at the Lakers. Uh the Knicks 10 and 26, 19 and 17 against the spread. They're 4 and 6 in the last 10 including a two-game losing streak, falling 132 to 135 to the Clippers. They're 5 and 14 straight up, 11 and 8 against the spread away. Alfred Payton's out. They've gone over in 5 of the last 6 against the Lakers. And the Lakers, 29-7, 8-17-1 seven, against the spread. They've won five in a row after that four-game losing streak that I think surprised a lot of people. I mean, the Lakers are one of these teams that really impress you with their play. Obviously, they're loaded with superstars. But sometimes they just make really heavy work of it. And uh, sometimes it seems like their own their own worst enemy. However, they did beat the Pistons 106-99. to Look a little touch-and-go there for a time. Uh, they're 14-4 and four straight up, 9-8-1 against the spread at home. Avery Bradley's out with a leg injury, but they've gone under in 7 of the last 10. I think that's the point that I'm trying to make. They, however, are big home favorites here, at minus 14 with a total of 220. Um, I'm going to see. Do we have anyone on? Why don't we bring Tony T in for this Knicks at Lakers and see what his take is on this. The Lakers are 14-point favorites. Uh, the total 220. We're going to talk to Tony after the break anyway with college basketball. Let's just give him 25 seconds on this game. Tony T, Knicks Lakers. You like this 220 and the Lakers minus 14?
0: Yeah, I think I would definitely look to the under in this game. Um, the Lakers play defense at home holding opponents just over 42% from the field. They went under in that Detroit game. And... Um, yeah, they are. The Knicks are coming off a high-scoring game against the Clippers, but uh, they've they've had a little bit of an under trend themselves. Uh, but I just think the Lakers' defense here is really going to is really going to uh, be the the, is the key here uh, for LA to keep this game under. I think the Knicks will have trouble even getting to 100 points against the Lakers when you have guys yeah. like Anthony Davis, LeBron James, <clears throat> against this Knicks roster. Uh, you know, it's it, it. I think I think it's just going to be low scoring in this one. LeBron James. Hmm. I heard he's quite good yeah oh yeah he's quite uh, he is he is quite good and of course you know the Lakers remember
1: they, they went through a losing streak on the roadhead they had just yeah. lost
0: four straight and I think well, they're trying to get their
1: act together well that's what I was going to ask you because I mentioned that in the preamble I don't know if you heard it or not but I did say they've won they're, they're back to winning five in a row but they had that kind of awkward four game uh, losing streak I mean what do you put that down to Tony
0: oh it's it was a defensive end and also the travel too you, you have to look at their at their schedule and you know they they were on the road you know there was a stretch there in uh, december where they played uh, they played eight of their nine games on the road and this is what you got to be careful of in the nba you got to look at these at some of these schedules because they had played three on the road come back for one home game then go on the road again for for five road games that home game is like a road trip because you unpack then you got to pack again and leave yeah. that is one of the worst that i mean we saw that happen to okc last year they got a lot of those one game home stands and i think that's why they Petered out at the end of the season last year. We talked about that in the podcast at length last season when we saw OKC's uh, uh, schedule at the end. Those one-game homestands between long road trips, those are terrible for NBA teams.
1: Um, Finally, I just want to go back to this Blazers at Raptors game very quickly. We've literally just got a few seconds because we we dropped off with uh, Triple B uh, before he got to answer my question about um, what the Raptors are very narrow favorites at home I, I got one point home favorites is that right well yeah i mean i don't i don't personally see a line
0: on there so there, there may be some op, uh, you know a book out there I, usually some of the u.s sports books in, in new jersey sometimes they come up with the opening lines now in the nba and uh, you know you're looking at toronto here that van fleet injury is an important mm, one because yeah. remember they're without they're without uh you know siakam Pascal Siakam's out. They're without Marcus. Sol. uh they're they're dealing with cluster injuries. Right. But you know, I'm no fan of Portland. They just come off an 11 point loss against Miami, and Portland's a team that really has no depth. They have injuries of their own. They just lost
1: Rodney Hood's out. Zach Collins is out. Joseph you know, hey, Burkett is out. Yep, we got to go. So we'll do gotcha. NBA another time. But when we come back, Tony and I will talk college basketball. Welcome back to the show, picks and parlays. On the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, where we are each and every weekday from 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific. Also streaming live throughout the day on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I want to thank Tony Brown for the last segment. And Tony Tellers, my guest this segment, Commandante L T Gray, Tony Tellers. Welcome. Let's talk some college basketball and thank you for pinch hitting right at the end of the last segment when we lost Tony Brown. An interesting discussion uh, we were having uh, about the Raptors uh, and their Van Fleet's injury being huge. However, let's get to some college basketball, Tony, because that's what we're really here to talk about. Uh, We've curated four games. Now, I think you only gave me three, and I think that's because Kentucky-Georgia, the SEC matchup, we didn't have a line on at the time. Do we have one yet or not? Yeah, we we do have one from the power rating line, which I have a pick on for you. All right, so let's do that. Let's start with the SEC, shall we? Kentucky-Georgia. The Wildcats, 10-3, 5-7-1 against the spread. They're 8-2 in the last 10. They're only 1-0 in conference. That means they played a big one game so far. Uh, That was a 71-59 win over Mizzou. They've yet to play away, but they're uh, neutral sites. They are 1-2. Ashton Hagen's, Johnny Juzang, and Ben Jordan all out. They're 10-0 straight up in the last 10 versus Georgia. That's a hell of a stat. I'll tell you that right now. And the Bulldogs, 10-3, 7-6 against the spread. Won the last four. Uh, they're 7-3 straight up. Their first conference game, uh, Jordan Harris suspended. They've gone under in four of the last five, and I don't have any line on this one, so fill me in and educate me, uh, Commandante L.T. Gray Tellez.
0: Yeah, we're looking at this one power rating here at Kentucky, minus two on the road. Total should be in the mid-140s, but, you know, the Wildcats, I'll take the home underdog here with the points with Georgia. You know, the Wildcats are playing their first two-row game of the season. And it's on the road against an improved Georgia team in conference. You know, I don't like this when teams haven't played true road games. Yeah, they go on neutral courts and whatnot. But, you know, it's a little different when you're in a true road atmosphere. And uh, Kentucky, as you remember, they kind of struggle in, in, in SEC road games because usually there's a lot of freshmen. They're not very experienced. You know, Wildcats are, as we know, a poor, a poor three-point shooting team. And they've dropped games on neutral courts to both Ohio State and Utah and of course, early in the season, it was one of the, the what made the national headlines. So they lost at home to Evansville. Right. And as you mentioned, they're dealing with key injuries like Ashton Haggins. He's an important. He sees the most action of any player on the court. And but I want to make note here about the Wildcats. They only make forty percent of their shots uh, while giving up forty seven percent of their shots away from home. So they don't shoot the ball well. Bulldogs eight and 0 at home hit nearly fifty percent, thirty nine percent from the three point line. I'm going to go ahead and take
1: the, the two points here with Georgia. All right, very nice. Two points with Georgia, it is okay. Uh, now we've got uh, three big games to get to. We've got a Big Ten, a Big Twelve, and a Big East. Why not big it up, shall we? <laughs> Let's start with the Big Ten. Ohio State, Maryland. The Buckeyes 11 and 3, 10 and 4 against the spread. An almost perfect 10 and 1 start. Went just a little bit pear shaped once conference play began. Uh, they're now 11 and 3 with conference losses to Wisconsin and Minnesota. One and one straight up against the, and against the spread away from home. They're one and six straight up in the last seven, though versus Maryland and the Terrapins. Twelve and two, a couple of good records here, by the way. Six and eight against the spread. Uh, Twelve and two, with one of those losses coming in conference to Penn State. They're nine and zero straight up. Five and four against the spread at home. Total is under in five of the last seven, and we've got a hundred and thirty-four and a half points here. And the Terrapins, two-point home favorites. They're thinking this is going to be a close game, evenly matched teams.
0: Yeah, I, I, but I will actually favor the home team, Maryland minus two. You know, Terrapins did win both meetings last season with the Buckeyes home and away. They're 9-0 at home. They play very good defense at home, allowing 36% shooting. And they're good defending near the bucket. They had a home conference win against Indiana on Saturday, winning 75-59. to But, you know... Ohio State, uh, they've lost two straight all at home. They lost to West Virginia. And you would think a a program like Ohio State would bounce back with a home win after a home loss. They didn't. They lost to Wisconsin. Terrible shooting in both games. And that kind of concerns me because, remember, they went on the road in in the Big Ten Conference and lost 84-71 at Minnesota. And uh, away from home, Ohio State only 41% shooting. And the Terrapins shoot the ball better and rebound better at home. I'll take Maryland here at the short price minus two
1: i take the Maryland minus two. Okay. You've been predictable today, Tony. <laughs> big 12. Let's go to Baylor, Texas Tech. Uh, Baylor Bears 11-1, 7-5 against the spread. Uh, won the last ten in a row most recently, kicking off Big 12 conference play with a big win over Texas. I say big. It was 14 points. This, though, the first true away game for Baylor at this point. They're 6-4. Uh, head-to-head with Texas Tech in the last ten, six and four. That is, they've gone under in four of the last six. And the Red Raiders, ten and three, sounds like a uh, communist revolutionary guerrilla group, doesn't it? The Red Raiders, uh, ten and three, six and seven against the spread. They're seven and three in the last ten. They've been on a five-game winning streak. Most recently, an 85 to 80 win in conference play at Oklahoma State or to Oklahoma State was that a that was at home, wasn't it? Yeah, it was at at home. Oklahoma State, yeah. Yeah, uh, they're 8 0 straight yeah. up, 4 and 4 against the spread when at home. They're 5 and 1 against the spread in the last six at home to Baylor. And they are home favorites uh, with two points at a 129.5. Not a lot of scoring in this one, right, Tony? Yeah, well, because Texas Tech is a really good defensive team. I'm,
0: I will, again, I think one of the hardest things, you talk to Kenny Cappers, and they'll tell you that one of the hardest thing to do is to win a road game in college basketball and conference play, and it's really tough to win on the road. That's why I'm going to lean here. Uh, I'm going to take Texas Tech here at minus the two points. You know, the Red Raiders returned home from that ho- for their holiday tournaments and they really got their form right uh, to start the scart conference play. They open up Big Twelve play. Pound at Oklahoma State. They're eight and zero on the home court shooting, forty seven percent, holding teams to thirty seven percent shooting. You know when you go on these holiday tournaments, there's a lot of distractions for not only the, the, the players but the coaches because usually there's high school tournaments going on. You're know, out there yeah. on the recruiting trail, looking at these high school players. So a lot of times there's not a lot of focus from not only the players but the coaches. When it comes down to these holiday terms, when you get into conference play, it's all hands on deck. Everyone's focused here on these plays, and I think this is where the cream rises to top in a program like Texas Tech that has really good coaching. And one thing to note, the Red Raiders have pounded Baylor at home the past two seasons, winning by 25 last year, 24 two seasons ago. Uh, they make their free throws, defend around the bucket. You know, Baylor's lone loss came to Washington on neutral court. And this will be the Bears' first true road game against a power conference. So, again, this is going yeah. to be a difficult atmosphere for Baylor. We've seen them crumble the last two seasons in this spot.
1: Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Texas Tech lane the two. Well, we've got a couple of minutes, and we still have one more game. But, but it actually does beg a question that I've been meaning to ask you, Tony, because, uh, you know, how much uh, – how important is your game selection, your non-conference game selections, the tournaments you're invited to, the games, the non-conference games? You obviously want to have a mix of – um, of good opposition, but you—but how much of this is just protecting your record? Well, you know, because the way that the way the formulas are now for
0: the for the for the big dance, you want to play good competition yeah. on the road, and I think what happens is you want—that's why you see so many of these neutral court tournaments because you know you're not at home, so you get a little better you get a little bit more brownie points when these committees get together at the end of the season pick out pick out the teams for the tournament. So. I think what happens here is you want to face top competition. Uh, and, of course, again, you're looking for th- these coaches are looking to recruit. And, of course, when, when you go on the road, again, you want to make sure that there are high school tournaments around you so you can actually go out there and try and, and pluck some of your recruits in, into the program. But more importantly, if you're facing good competition, it all gives you that test for, for the conference play. You know, if you notice, if you notice that for these big power conferences, you know, if you just have a 500 record, a lot of times that gets you into the big dance. So that's why that's why it's so important to get tested early in the season. Because I think it was uh, um, Sean Higgs the other day talked about St. John's. Oh, they were eight, they were like 10 and 0 in non-conference play, and then they only won two games in conference because they don't they didn't get tested. So you right. want to have a mix of both, I would say. And that's for the recruiting. You can just leave that up to cocaine and hookers, isn't that how they do it? <laughs> well, you know, the problem is is they're starting to wire these people, okay. so it's getting harder and
1: harder to do that. No, I'm just kidding. Little, little recruiting humor <laughs> for you there. Um, all right. Uh, next up, our last game, the Big East, Villanova at Creighton. Uh, the Wildcats, ten and three, five, seven, and one against the spread. They're eight and two in the last ten, though. Most recently, suffering an op- a lot that loss in conference play, sixty to seventy-one. Here we go again, Tony, to Marquette. They're one and two straight up, zero and three against the spread away from home. So you know they're not doing. This is not a big away team at this point. Uh, guard Brian Antoine's out with a shoulder injury. Totals under in five of the last six. And the Blue Jays, 12-3, 7-6 and 1 against the spread. 8-2 in the last 10 coming off an in-conference loss to Butler, which was 57-71. They're 10-0 straight up, 5-3 and 1 against the spread at home. Uh, and Mintz, Jacob Epperson out indefinitely. Over in five of the last six versus Villanova. Creighton, Blue Jays, two and a half point home favorites and Tony, I didn't get, I actually didn't get a total on this. Yeah, I don't
0: have the total available here, but I, I will look for the, the favorite here at home, Uh blue Jays, a uh, Creighton here, take it laying two and a half, a good home record, 11 and one, you know, Villanova is a great program. Uh, we know the, you know, they had some really success in the tournaments, uh, at NCAA tournament the past few seasons, but I don't think they're as good as they were back then. So yeah. I, I, think you're getting a little bit of, um, the value here with Creighton, uh, and, of course, Creighton's only loss uh, at, at home came to a really good San Diego State team, which I'll say is probably the best team. In, well, at least the rankings are telling you they're the best team in California. Uh, but uh, at home, the Blue Jays uh, they have wins by 17 in conference in Marquette. They picked up wins at home in a non-conference in Oklahoma by 10. And they beat a very good Texas Tech by 7. And, of course, they can shoot the ball, 48% at home, 38% from three. And they defend, which I like. And, of course, um, we're looking here at, uh, at uh, Villanova. Uh, against Big East Conference opponents, they're only making 37% of their shots. And, of course, uh, against Power Conference teams, uh, they lost on the road big to, uh, to Ohio State and to Marquette. And the other defeat came to Baylor by nine in neutral court. And it's just they're not, just, they're not shooting the ball very well. And uh, Villanova's failed to cover nine of ten on the road. I'm going to go ahead and take Creighton here with laying the two and a half.
1: Although, I agree with you. Um, UCLA, definitely the best team in California. I, I agree, Tony. Well said. All right. Uh, look, we still have a, a few minutes, so I, I want to ask you a question. Let's let's get off college basketball for a minute, by the way. Thank you for those great picks. We will recap them after the show if our viewers and listeners missed any of it. Uh, very quickly, Tua announced today that he's going to go for the uh, NFL draft. You know, I, I look at this, and, and I think this is a mistake, at least from my end, because, you know, Coming off that injury this season, that basically saw him play just almost none of it, um, you know, don't you think he should go back to one to his final year, prove he's still got it? The university will protect him. They have another quarterback they want to rotate through. Um, do you think his value's diminished because of the injury? People are going to have question marks. Well, you know, this is the NFL, and I, I think I think at some point
0: it may. But you know, I, what came to my mind here is Detroit Lions. You know, you got Matthew Stafford. They may be, you know, Detroit may be looking for a replacement for Stafford. And I think the Detroit Lions might be a good fit. The thing, when you bring him in, you could probably sit Tua for a year or two seasons. Look what happened to Aaron Rodgers. He was yeah. behind uh, Brett Favre for a couple seasons. Great I think yeah. I think if Tua goes to Detroit, it'll be a great situation because you at least can get one or two seasons out of Stafford. And you then then Tua can develop. And what's more important thing about, about these college quarterbacks is you gotta, you got to learn the league. you got to know what, you got to sit through some game plans, go through some practices. Uh, stand on the on the on the sideline, observe what's going on out there. Learn learn the play, learn how everything goes on in the game. It's it's very tough for these for these uh, rookie quarterbacks to really figure out this entire complex system that is quarterbacking in the NFL. I think he could sit for two seasons in Detroit. He can really have a, a productive NFL season.
1: Yeah, and of course the size differential. I mean, and there is one between college, even a big college program like Alabama, where he's used to having you know slabs of concrete uh, around him. Uh, they, look, they pale in comparison to uh, what he's going to find in the NFL, so there's going to be that adjustment. Tony T, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Great picks. By the way, right now, Tony's picks are at picksandparleys.net, and we have a special for you. You can get an annual pass. That's right. Choose a capper. Tony T, Joe Duffy, Triple B, Craig Trapp, uh, who else? Uh, Sean Higgs, uh, uh, Chip Chirimbus, whoever you want. 9.99. all their picks the entire year. But if you want to choose two of them because you know they get lonely by themselves, it's 14.99 for the entire year for their expert picks. Bet with the best sporting intelligence you can get. You're going to get it at Picks and Parlays. All right, if you missed any of the picks, I'll recap right after the break. Welcome back, Picks and Parlays. I'm your host, Nick Ebe. I hope you enjoyed the show. We've had a really big show today. Of course, we've talked everything from NFL... College basketball, NBA, giving you a bit of everything today. And of course, all the picks on this show are absolutely scot-free. And they're great picks as well. Let's recap. We started with AFC playoffs. Joe Duffy subbing in for Sean Duffy. His picks as follows. Titans at Ravens. Take the under 48 and Texans at Chiefs. Take the over 9.5 in the first quarter. Great bet there. I love that one. Uh, Next up, Triple B, we were talking some NBA. Pistons at Cavs take the Pistons, minus three. Knicks at Lakers take the Lakers, minus 13.5. Timberwolves at Grizzlies take the Timberwolves, plus three. And Blazers at Raptors take the Raptors, minus uno. And finally, Tony T's college basketball picks. Baylor, Texas Tech take Texas Tech, minus three. Villanova, Creighton, Take the Creighton Blue Jays, minus three. And we had one other one, by the way. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, Kentucky at Georgia. Oh, there it is. Uh, Take Georgia, minus, uh, plus two. And the one we didn't get was Ohio State, Maryland. He said, take Maryland, minus two. I'll throw that in for good measure. All right. Those were our picks. Hope you had a chance to write them down. But if you didn't, don't worry. This show will repeat. Uh, You can find uh, replays of this show on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And, of course, our podcast network, the Believe Podcast Network, is right there for you if you want to download the show and listen to it while you uh, work out and all the rest of that good stuff. Sweat with the oldies. Get some free picks. All right, I'll be back with you tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, and, of course, throughout the day at picksandparleys.net. Hope you will join us then. In the meantime, enjoy these free picks and remember bet, win, repeat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.